0: ncia's cannabis industry voice begins now
1: hello thank you for tuning in to another episode of ncia's cannabis industry voice on cannabis radio I'm your host, Bethany Moore. I'm the deputy director of communications at the National Cannabis Industry Association. Today, I thought I'd bring on one of my colleagues. Tahir Johnson is based in Washington, DC, and he's our membership manager and diversity equity and inclusion coordinator for NCIA. So he's driving membership and expanding our presence, mostly on the East Coast. Before joining NCIA, he spent a lot of his career in wealth management, serving clients, including corporate executives, entertainers, business owners, other high net worth individuals, and he began his career with Morgan Stanley where he served on the diversity council. And as I mentioned, he's our membership manager and diversity equity and inclusion manager here at the National Cannabis Industry Association. Thanks for taking a few minutes out of our busy schedules to talk to me today Tahir.
2: Of course, Bethany, what's going on? I'm happy to be here. How are you? You
1: know, it's uh, it's Thanksgiving time, we're heading into December, and we're, we're wrapping up this wild year, 2020, and I think we're all crossing our fingers
2: that 2021 is going to go a little different. How about you? Right. Hey, my favorite time of the year, and apparently there's a couple COVID vaccines in the works, so 2021 is looking bright. I agree, yes. That is really, really encouraging news that
1: we all need right now. Um, of course, a vaccine that works only works if we all get vaccinated as, as Joe Biden said, president elect Joe Biden said, so it might take a little time, but ultimately, um, I think, I think you share my sentiments that we can't wait to have a safe world so we can get back out there in the world to see our people, to see our members, to have those networking events all across the country, especially our award-winning, uh, Cannabis Business Summit and Expo that we had to take cyber this year. You you were involved in the cyber summit.
2: What did you think about the whole cyber conference situation to hear? You know, it definitely was a, a good experience having the opportunity to participate in a couple panels and get to talk to some of my friends over text that I haven't seen in so long. But like you said, I definitely miss um, miss the being out at conferences in person, but I thought that it was a great job. I agree. I agree. There was great content.
1: We had um, presidential candidate Andrew Yang as one of our keynote speakers, and Carlos Santana. So that was that was great. And um, you can still access the recordings until December tenth. So I guess that's one of the bonuses of going cyber is that you can kind of keep the content going for a while. So anybody that attended the Cannabis Business Summit. Um, can access the recordings and if you still want to jump in and get all that education you can go to cannabisbusinesssummit.com and and grab all that content that went down in early November but enough about the cyber conference to hear Um, for our listeners you also host a podcast with NCIA that you launched recently in the summer of 2020 called the Cannabis Diversity Report. Uh, we'll talk more about that later, but let's let's get to know you a little bit better. I mentioned you worked in wealth management, but tell us more about, about your background and, and where you came from before
2: getting involved in cannabis. Yeah, thanks, Bethany. Like you said, I spent most of my professional career in wealth management prior to transitioning over to the cannabis industry. Um, and when I transitioned over into the cannabis industry back in 2018, I quit my job as an investment advisor to go be a bud tender at a dispensary called Medleaf in Upper Marlboro, Maryland. Hey, Maryland, we're neck of the woods also.
1: I know. I'm from
2: Maryland, Southern Maryland, St. Mary's County. What <laughs> right, right in Southern Maryland? So um, you know, being in finance, as I recognize that access to financial Um, access to finance was one of the biggest barriers that kept people of color out of the cannabis industry. I really wanted to do my part to try to make an impact. So um, like you said, I quit my job as an investment advisor and started working at the dispensary. Um, And I also wanted to pursue some different businesses in cannabis. So I applied for um, a cannabis cultivation and processing license here in Maryland. Um, So I really was learning the industry. I went to Oaksterdam University did a lot of different things so that I could learn the industry from the ground up. And thankfully at the MCBA lobby day, I met Coleco Castile who was previously our head of growth um, at lobby days. And it was such a cool experience. That was my first opportunity ever really getting to see what lobbying was about mm-hmm. and really getting to learn the things that we do every day here at NCIA. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a really cool story. I, we were looking at the paper of the different members of Congress that we were going to lobby that day. And I said, hey, if one of if my boy is the chief of staff or one of these congressmen, should I hit him up? And he said, should you hit him up? Man, absolutely. And I'll say the rest is history. That was my first experience lobbying. Um, thankfully, I must have made a pretty good impression by doing that and was the, able to end up working here at N.C.I.A. with you guys.
1: Oh my gosh. Lobby days is my favorite thing that NCIA does and is honestly the, the event, the function that we couldn't do during COVID this year that like breaks my heart because it is a thrilling, it is just thrilling to be a part of the, 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 the process of talking to these offices, members of Congress and their staff. I mean, I, I, I got to walk by Bernie Sanders in the Senate building and say, hello, Mr. Sanders, and he said hello back, and I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm getting a little starstruck with the Bernie, but you know, lobby days is just amazing,
2: right, to hear? It is cool. I was definitely looking forward to it, um, having my first lobby days as an NCI employee this year, but um, unfortunately, COVID had different plans, but like you said, I I really just love being here in our Washington office, and it really is I get starstruck myself sometimes, um, you know, whenever we have members of Congress coming through the office. One of my coolest experiences was um, Congressman Blumenauer said that he loved my Nike phone posits. Um, <laughs> he told me all about the story of how Nike was founded there in Oregon. So it was great to connect with um, connect with somebody like that.
1: Oh, Earl Blumenauer, the 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 representative from Oregon, he represents Portland, Oregon. I actually used to live in Portland, Oregon for a couple years as well during the Great Recession. And I've met Earl Blumenauer quite a few times over the last seven years working for NCIA. And he is just such a genuine cool guy and I, I, I love his bicycle pin that he wears and his little bow ties and he, he's, he's a genuine person. Uh, it's, I I love that you mentioned, uh, Earl Blumenauer, he's definitely a champion for cannabis issues.
2: Well let me tell you something cool. He actually makes um fruitcake. Um you know everybody talks and um talks a lot about fruitcake and how bad it is, but um <laughs> when a when a when a um congressman offers it to you, I think you take it, right? So I tried it and it was actually pretty good, I'll say. Um but he also makes this fruitcake ice cream and the fruitcake ice cream was actually the bomb. I was eating that for weeks.
1: Oh my goodness. I had no idea. Wow. Yeah, I thought fruitcake was just like kind of a a symbolic hard brick that you just pass every year to someone else and they pass it along the next year and no one actually eats it but it sounds like
2: somebody's doing it right hey the ice cream I don't know about the actual (laughs) fruitcake that's awesome so yeah,
1: it's it's awesome to have you part of the team at NCIA for sure. You're you're the membership manager and the diversity, equity, and inclusion manager as well. So can
2: you can you break down kind of your dual role for us here before we take our first commercial break? Sure. So um like you said, I wear two hats, both working on our in our membership department as well as heading up our diversity, equity, and inclusion programs. One of the biggest parts of the diversity, equity, and inclusion program um, that we kicked off this summer was our social equity scholarship. Um, And through that, we've given away complimentary membership to NCIA to over 100 social equity operators and applicants from around the country. One of the reasons this is a big deal is because, like I said, um, finance is one of the biggest barriers that keeps people out of the cannabis industry. So being able to Um, remove that barrier, if you will, to give access to our organization is a big step. Um, And so I'm so happy about the educational programs that we've launched. We're doing um, the Catalyst Conversations monthly educational series. And one of the coolest parts has been my podcast and weekly show that I've been doing, the Cannabis Diversity Report. Um, And so, yes, like I said, it's, it's been so much fun and it's really been great to work and meet all the different operators from around the country and really be impacting something that um, that really was something that I set out to do getting into the cannabis industry. So it's been so mm. fulfilling to do that.
1: Awesome. All right, we're gonna we're gonna talk more about that uh, as soon as we come back from the commercial break. So, all right, everybody, stay tuned. We're gonna talk more with Tahir Johnson, my colleague here at NCIA. So
0: stay tuned. We'll be right back. NCIA's cannabis industry voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors.
2: 2000- garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com.
0: Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's cannabis industry voice only on cannabisradio.com.
1: All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore, and I'm talking with Tahir Johnson, my colleague at the National Cannabis Industry Association. He's based in our Washington, D.C. office, and today we're talking a lot about the side of his role surrounding the diversity, equity, and inclusion program, which you are managing and overseeing for us. So let's start by talking about the committee. So NCIA has 13 or so different industry sector committees like the marketing and advertising committee that are very active, what's up mac, the cultivation committee and so on and so forth. And we have a very active diversity equity and inclusion committee as well. So let's start by talking about the committee itself, who's serving on it and and what they're focused on right now to hear.
2: Right, sure. So the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee is focused on making sure that we have um, diverse, um, equitable, um, and inclusive cannabis industry, not only internally here at NCIA, but in the greater cannabis industry. Um, one of the things, that, one of the biggest things that they've done recently is they actually just um, drafted a letter to the governor of Illinois, um, expressing their um, expressing their thoughts on the the recent. Um, the recent round of social equity licenses that was just done there in Illinois, if if people aren't aware, there were actually 21 companies um, that got 75 of the lottery um, slots to potentially get um, cannabis retail, cannabis licenses in Illinois. So they did just write a letter about that. But one of the things that we're working on together, um, like I said, in terms of being inclusive is, Um, You know, although we have a diversity, equity and inclusion committee, one of the things that we wanted to make sure of is that diversity exists all across the organization. So we played a big role in making sure that there were um, strong, diverse candidates in all of our committees at NCIA. And also most recently, um, as we had our elections for our board of directors, we played a major part in making sure that we could recruit diverse talent to help lead NCIA, you know, into the future not only in our ranks of membership, but actually leading the organization. So that was really great. Um, I've been super happy to work alongside Khadija Adams, um, who is the president of the Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Committee. And I'm looking forward to all the different great things that we're gonna get to do over the next year or so.
1: That's great, yes. We will be announcing our new uh, board members here in early December, I believe. Uh, and and they will take their roles in early January to serve their two-year term as board members. Um, so yes, we we we've got a slate of more diverse, representative of the industry of people in NCIA's board of directors. So we're 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 excited about that for sure. And our membership as well. I mean, we we have you know almost two thousand companies that are members of NCIa, and we're seeing these. Social equity operators uh, in in it's the state programs um, where they're being awarded operator licenses through the state's uh, social equity program. So we also have a social equity scholarship program at NCIA. It's another aspect of our overall diversity, equity, and inclusion program. And as you mentioned earlier, we've we've already given over a hundred. Annual NCIA memberships to these equity operators in various states. So, I want to talk more about that. You've you've had several of the scholarship recipients on your podcast, the Cannabis Diversity Report,
2: to hear their stories. Um, do, can we talk more about that? Sure. Yeah. It, it, it's I'll tell you, it's been great to do the show because I'm getting the opportunity to speak firsthand from so many different cannabis um, leaders and entrepreneurs from all over the industry. Um, one of my favorite episodes was my good friend, Shayuna Dedegi, um, who's the owner of Elevate Cannabis. He's um, the youngest African-American man in the country to own a dispensary, as well as, um, I believe, the first African-American multi-state operator um, with, his, with his dispensary, Elevate Cannabis. So he has um, licenses both in Oregon and he just recently opened up in Athol, Massachusetts. Um, and he's only the second um, dis- black dispensary owner in Massachusetts. So wow. it's getting to tell stories like that. Um, people like Jessica Gonzalez, who's a cannabis attorney, um, who's really been um, leading the fight for legalization here in New Jersey. Um, OGs like Ramon Garcia and Nina Parks out in Oakland that are leading, leading the way there in San Francisco. Just so many different stories. Um, like I said, and getting the perspective of all different sides of the industry because one of the things that I see is that you know there's not much diversity in the cannabis industry, but I think it's important to celebrate the stories of people like this that have defied the odds to coin and go successful, so that we can inspire more people um, to become leaders in the industry. Um, and you know I think that it's just a great way to celebrate their accomplishments um, and also you know like I said, use the platform to be able to tell these stories that aren't often being told in cannabis. And it's really important because, um, you know, less than 4% of um, cannabis business ownership in the United States um, is um, owned by um, people of color, while African Americans are 3.5 times more likely to be arrested for cannabis. So again, it's important to inspire um, more diversity in the cannabis industry and and celebrate those of us who have been able to um, defy the odds to be successful here.
1: Absolutely. Totally agree. Uh, So your show, the Cannabis Diversity Report, streams live by video on Facebook, I believe, every Wednesday around 11 a.m. Eastern. Is that right?
2: Yes. We stream the show live on Facebook on NCIA's Facebook page at 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern time every week. And the podcast is available on every podcast platform. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, Google. Um, you name it. So just search the Cannabis Diversity Report wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: So if you like this podcast, the Cannabis Industry Voice, now you have two podcasts from NCIA that you can listen to. Be sure to look for the Cannabis Diversity Report if you want to hear more from my pal. To hear, um, oh, you had a really cool guest on recently. Um, you know, there's famous people and they have children that carry their legacy on.
2: Come on, you know who I'm talking about? Who do you right, have? did yeah. and when I talked about cool guests, I don't know how I forgot about him. Yes, that was <laughs> that was a good one, man. I had C.J. Wallace, who's the son of um the notorious B.I.G the greatest rapper of all time so it's really cool he has a cannabis brand and it's it's really all set out to honor his dad's legacy so the cannabis brand is called think big so that's definitely a dope episode and i appreciate the shout out bethany i'm just trying to be like you you know um make it to be apple's top 50 business news podcast so i gotta (laughs) give you a shout on the back but it, it is exciting how fast it's grown um right now it looks like people are listening to the podcast in 18 countries so I'm just excited about how how fast it's picking up
1: yeah that's great um yeah it it's you know we've been doing this podcast for four years since the 2016 election and uh and we just surpassed 200 episodes and Wow. Wow. It's it's just, you know, I, I can't wait for you to hit like your hundredth episode or something. And we're, we're, we're going to celebrate and throw some confetti and hopefully the COVID pandemic's over and we can just have one big podcast
2: party. <laughs> right. That'll give me something to look forward to because I just got to 20 with the last one. So I've got a long way to go. OK. All right. So maybe 50. We'll catch you at 50. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll have a 50 celebration. <laughs> Awesome.
1: Uh, We got a minute or two before our second commercial break here. Um, I definitely want to mention that uh, we launched a sponsorship program also to help further fund and fuel these social equity efforts uh, that that we're pushing here at NCIA. So I definitely want to thank our first sponsors. Uh, I'll mention the first one, Forefront Ventures. Chris Crane, he's a board member of NCIA. Forefront Ventures was one of the first to step up and contribute to the sponsorship program to help us continue our work. So let's talk more about the sponsorship program for those that are interested in helping out.
2: Yes, you're right, Bethany. And I got to give a big shout out to Chris Crane and my friends at Forefront Ventures. Soon as we announced our social equity um, and our diversity, equity, and inclusion programs, Chris and Forefront were the first ones to step up. So we appreciate your generous support of our programs. Also, we've had a couple other board members step up as our inaugural sponsors. So I also want to give a big thank you to Kersheed Koja. I want to give a big thank you to Omar Figueroa, to Cody Bass, as well as Ryan Hurst, who have all volunteered to step up as, um, as sponsors of diversity, equity, and inclusion programs at NCIA. And it's not a small thing. You know, This support has allowed us to be able to, like I said, really be able to provide resources and education to over 100 social equity operators and applicants from around the country. So we, we can't do it without you guys. So also for anyone listening that does wanna support these great programs that we're doing here at NCIA to move the industry forward, I'd love to have you reach out to me and um and tell you more about how you can sponsor our programs.
1: Awesome. All right, let's take one more quick commercial break and then we'll come back and wrap up our chat here with Tahir Johnson, NCIA's membership manager and diversity, equity, and inclusion manager. Stay tuned, we'll be
0: right back. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors.
2: the business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc.
0: Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's cannabis industry voice only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio, and oh, I've, I'm, it's so nice to get to talk to, to hear, Uh You're such a cool cat. We both love jazz music. Uh, I think we're we're both Virgos. I don't know. It's it's just cool to have have you working with us at NCIA, and and we've got a lot in common. I think we have a mutual friend that I went to high school with, and you know, it's a small world, and and here we are, and. It's it's just nice to work with you to hear. Did you uh, did you ever think, you know, ten years ago, as as this is NCIA's ten year anniversary, uh, ten years ago, did you ever think you'd be here, working at NCIA, running the diversity, equity, and inclusion
2: program, hosting a podcast? So yeah, Bethany, ten years ago, I would have never imagined myself in the cannabis industry. Um, you know, when you look at two thousand and ten, I was um, really going so hard trying to make my way into the finance industry. um and I never would have thought my I never would have thought I would have saw myself working in the legal cannabis industry, especially not having the insight to see that the cannabis industry would become um you know what it is today. so it's it's really exciting, especially having the opportunity to be here um and use all the different skills and everything that I've learned over the years to be able to make a difference and um, you know, working with our social equity program to, you know, haven't had the opportunity to um, pursue businesses myself. And so it really does just mean so much. And I'll tell you, I love all of, all of our coworkers here, especially being in Washington. You know, there's just been some amazing times. And, you know, especially right now, as we stand on the verge of cannabis being potentially legalized and knowing that we all had a part of that, whether large or small and just leading the way, is I wouldn't rather be anywhere else in the world, you know?
0: Mm,
1: Yep, totally. I feel the same way. Um, I mean, I, I was a medical marijuana activist starting in the early 2000s. And even then, I thought the end game was just medical. I had no idea adults over 21 would be able to access cannabis in the way that we do now or the products that are available to us, the sophistication um, I, I just was able to get a two-to-one ratio of THC and CBN. The cannabinoid science I've been waiting for is coming to me, and I'm so excited. I got a full night's sleep, and you need that this year in 2020. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm totally with you there. It's, it's so cool to just reflect on how far we've come. But as we're wrapping up here in the last two or three minutes, I want to just talk a little more about the scholarship um, sorry, the, uh, the equity sponsorship program for those that are interested in supporting this work. Um, we are providing equity operators and applicants complimentary memberships totaling over a $100,000 in value. And we're, we're going to uh, expand this as we go forward, but we need your support, our listeners' support, and CIA members' support. So if you share our vision for a more inclusive and equitable cannabis industry, you can become a diversity, equity, and inclusion program sponsor. So it's a $6,000 price tag. Currently, you receive a bunch of brand exposure uh, for about a month. Like we'll give you shout outs on the podcast. Um, there's our Catalyst Conversations webinar that you briefly mentioned earlier. Um, there's there's social media shout outs as well to recognize your commitment to social equity. Uh, so... It's it's a it's a great opportunity to do even more for this industry, um, and this industry is one that gives back and heals uh, individuals and people, and we're, we're we're doing we're doing what is right.
2: I think, um, wouldn't you agree? I have to agree, and um, to that point that Bethany made, it really does go towards a great cause. Um, and, you know, social equity is something that is that is very important in the cannabis industry. As we build it, it's important for us to make sure that people who have been um, harmed by the war on drugs have opportunities to participate in this industry. A big part of that is the access to the resources and information that we're providing through our program. So, um, yes, please, please, please sponsor the program. We would love to have your support.
1: Absolutely. Well, we've got just a minute or so here before we wrap up. And, you know, wrap up indeed. This year, 2020, has just been kind of a tough one. And I know in the beginning of the show, we were talking about the optimism about the two or three vaccines that look like they're 90 to 95% effective. And uh, you know, looking to see how the next administration is is going to take up the reins and um, get us through January, February, March, April, and hopefully by hopefully by the summer. Um, you think? Do you have any predictions about when we're going to be able to get back out there and have uh, you know events with more than more than your COVID bubble? Um,
2: I don't have a prediction, but I'm going to say I. hope hope and wish that by the time cbs comes around next year we can have in-person events so that's just gonna i'll put that out there as a wish
1: i wish our cannabis business summit happens in 2021 also um our last conference we had was the northeast cannabis business conference so that was more of a regional conference rather than our big shebang one but that one was in Boston in February 2020, and you remember the podcast studio I had on the expo floor? It oh was, my gosh, that it was, was so cool!
2: Man, I'll tell you, I'm dreaming about getting getting to host a podcast from there. So hopefully, I'll get to. Hopefully, we'll get to have one next year. So I definitely I am looking forward to that.
1: Yep, we're gonna tag team the podcast studio to hear you and me. We're gonna do it. Yes. all right well we'll see we'll see you in 2021 hopefully in person and hopefully see our ncia members in 2021 in person as well we're crossing our fingers and toes and thanks everyone for tuning in to another episode of ncia's cannabis industry voice and thanks to here for joining me today until next time